Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I've noticed, oh shit, hey, the landscape has changed. I am sort of kind of getting sucked into these dating apps and all of the pings that I'm getting. I really, really have thought about it. And I'm like, absolutely, I would be monogamous with him. Then don't think about all the stupid, crazy, superficial shit that we think about. She's not missing any of that trauma and bullshit (laughs) that's out there in the single fuck around and find out dating world, okay? Trust me. Am I a 304? Did I land in the 304 category? Nobody told me like, holy shit, wait a minute. I don't know if I want to be there. What the fuck happened? Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. How is everybody doing out there? Happy Tuesday. Ooh, let's jump in. This is going to be, well, this is going to be an interesting episode. I feel like I've had this episode brewing in me for a long, long time. All these weird little issues coming up, percolating, and honestly, this is the culmination of seven and a half years of doing this show. I finally kind of popped my head up and I've noticed, oh shit, hey, the landscape has changed. I've been feeling it, kind of wondering what the hell is going on. (laughs) So I'm not sure if a lot of you, if I've mentioned this before on the show, but I don't like to watch TV. I just am not a TV watcher but I like YouTube. And so when I need to know what's going on in the world, like I'll just get on YouTube and don't laugh. But sometimes I feel like, oh my God, someone's going to put, put me in the funny far for this. Sometimes I feel like, I feel, <laughs> I'm going to try not to laugh at myself, but sometimes I feel like God speaks to me through YouTube. <laughs> Is there anybody else out there that feels like that? If I have something like a burning question on my mind, or, you know, something's bothering me and it's kind of gnashing at my insides, or I need wisdom or guidance. No joke, but I will get on YouTube and you know how they curate little things for you based on what their algorithm thinks you like and and watch. I I feel like my, I gotta tell you though, I feel like my algorithm has to be the most fucked up, weirdest algorithm. I, I must... I must confuse the hell out of their AI or whatever is, you know, whatever program is reading this because I literally can be watching Catholic, Roman Catholic shit. And then I'm over to Andrew Tate, who I just finally discovered, like, who is this guy? I just didn't even know who he was. Honestly, I just discovered Andrew Tate. (laughs) Interesting. And then to all these other groups that sit there and talk about this stuff and the way they're marketing and repackaging these, the content and the clips and, and the way stuff is being consumed and put back out there. It's so fascinating to me, but 
I'll sit there and watch, like I said, I may watch how to build a tiny house project, how to travel the world in a freaking camper, you know, and then I'm watching luxury home stuff. And then I'm watching Roman Catholic stuff that I'm watching modern day sexy stuff. Then I'll go switch to Jordan Peterson and, you know, just like all this, it's a mixed bag. I really do like to see everything and experience and know and understand what's going on. I've got some new terms that I want to discuss today. But so on the YouTube note, in the way like God speaks to me through YouTube or spirituality, whatever you want to say, your higher power or your whatever you believe or don't believe, I'm okay with that. But I do try to think about stuff and ask for guidance. And then the other ironic thing is, and it never fails, is I'll get voicemails and emails from you guys on subjects that it's like that I need to think about. You'll ask me something that I am thinking about on a personal level, on a sexual level that I really need to delve deeper into or that's bugging me. And then boop, someone lands, sends me a voicemail or sends me an email. And lo and behold, at this time, perfect timing, we'll call it divine timing, whatever you want to call it. I know this is a show about sex, but I'm well-rounded people. I can have my faith and still fuck like a champ. Okay, let's be clear. So I got this lovely, lovely voicemail from a listener and I want to play this right now and answer it. And I just felt like, first of all, I want to thank this person. I want to thank M for this lovely message and let's give it a listen. Hi, Layla. This is I'm uh, new to, well, I'm not new to your podcast. I've listened to your podcast for a while, but I've got on the um, private podcast recently. Thank you for what you do. And, um, you know, I listen to you um, really just to learn um, about a woman's perspective and learn, you know, what I can do. So um, I've got a question for you, and it's not, I don't know, um, actually really don't even know what the question is. But the, the background here is I was married. Um, my wife was my first and only. Um, and it was an abusive relationship that I recently got out of. Um, recently, I guess, uh, we separated about four years ago. So not that recent. But um, it, it wound up being you know, pretty much a sexless relationship because of that. Um, I'm since remarried. Um, my wife is wonderful, just a wonderful human being. I um, love everything about her. Um, given my lack of, here's, I guess, the problem, not the problem, but where I struggle and just would like your perspective. Given my lack of experience and um, the confidence hit I took in that relationship, um, I... Um, my, my wife is very experienced, um, has a, a lot of history and I, it's gonna, it sounds like I judge her from that. I truly don't. She's the best person I know. It's, it's not about thinking ill of what she did. It's, it's about me struggling with not being enough and struggling with her having memories of those, um, encounters that it feels like if there's memories that out 
outshine me or whatever. It almost feels like there's a part of her that, you know, we're very monogamous and it just feels like there's a part of her that would be disconnected from me. And I, and I don't, you know, she says that's not the case. She says that our sex is the best she's had and she doesn't think about that. But I also know she's a wonderful person and a kind person and she knows that that would, would hurt me, um, to know that that was the case. So I guess my question is kind of, you know, from your experience, you know, how, you know, if you were to get into a monogamous relationship, um, or get married, you know, how much do you think these past experiences would weigh on that as far as your satisfaction with your current relationship? How much would you think about those old, um, relationships? Would you be triggered by memories of them if you, drove past places, that sort of thing. It just feels like a very vulnerable place for me. And um, this is a me problem. There's certainly nothing with her. It's just I struggle with it and I don't want to struggle with it. But I'd like, you know, your perspective on that, um, given you know, that you have a number of experiences and you, you know, talk about from a comparison standpoint. And, and just want to know if that's a a real thing, you know, for a little bit of background, I guess her, her relationships, most of them were very traumatic. Um, and so I, I don't as much worry about those, but she did have some, um, fling type relationships that were, that were associated with another relationship. You know, she was escaping that to, um, you know, feel loved and feel desired and was doing that by having these casual relationships. And, um, so they aren't all associated with directly with trauma, but in a way they are. But just you know, I'm I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that, and how how uh, you would think that that um, would play into your mind if you were in that situation. Um, uh, thank you again for what you do. Like I said, I listen to a lot of your content basically for the purpose of trying to understand what a woman wants and what's good and, and how to be better. And, and I, and I feel like I'm, I'm good. I, I don't, you know, think that I <laughs> suck at it or anything, but I, you know, I don't know. I'm just, my, my experience is limited. So thanks for your time and love to hear your thoughts. Okay. So what I'm getting from this is it sounds like you got married as a virgin and then you were in a sexless relationship, you got remarried, and your wife has a lot of history. Now, this is interesting because the stuff I've been watching, like I've been, it's been coming up in my, in my weird mixed YouTube bag of this thing about women having a higher body count and body counts and all that stuff. And it's made me think, I'm like, oh shit, do I have a high body count? Is this undesirable? Oh, you know, I'm starting to like think about this stuff too. Okay. So, you know, your wife has a higher body count than you, and I guess you're you're struggling a little bit or you're feeling like you have a lack of experience to her experience. And is now that she's in a monogamous relationship with you, you're wondering if she's triggered by memories of other guys and all that stuff. Okay, let me dive into this because again, this is so poignant right now for me and I'm just so appreciative of this question because Recently, I've disclosed, you know, that HK and I have been talking and we did an episode on the private podcast and we were just recording our conversation. And 
it was about me sort of kind of calling him out for wanting monogamy when in our younger years, we were non-monogamous. And I'll say this, I would have been monogamous with him, but let's be honest, you know, this is a professional athlete. And so if he would have said, we're going to be monogamous, I want to be monogamous, I guess I would have done it. And of course I would have done it. No, I don't want to say I guess. Yes, I would have done it back then. And this is at 25. Yes, I would have done it. But it wasn't what made us split back then at the time. It was him saying, I want to, basically, it's kind of like time to get married. Like, you know, (laughs) what are we doing? And I knew I wasn't ready to get married. It wasn't that I wasn't ready for monogamy. And now fast forward that, it's this is ironic, and, and this is why I'm bringing this up. Okay, so fast forward that to our recent conversation. And when he threw that at me that he wants monogamy, I was so taken back. And first, I was kind of standing my ground about it. And if you've listened to the private podcast, like, like it sounds like you have, I was, I guess, just more questioning why he wanted it. And, you know, like, you've never wanted it. Like you never, that wasn't a big deal. Now that's like on, oh, now that's on your radar, right? Like, you know, it's kind of, there's a little bit of the undertone there going on. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought about it. And the more I've been having like this crazy summer with all of these people, I kind of stepped on the gas. I went crazy from about April to June, June or July, I'd say. And then I finally kind of realized like, I am going crazy. I am sort of kind of getting sucked into these dating apps and all of the pings that I'm getting. And which, by the way, I'm going to throw out a lot of statistics because I've been very curious about them lately. But apparently, women swipe, is it right, left? I don't know. Fuck. Women say yes to you, right? Uh, Match up with you. All the dudes, the thirsty dudes in their DMs or in their inbox you know, women swipe right 5% of the time, 10% of the time, something like that. And men, it's 50%. So we've gotten super picky and created this really like artificially high standard. And we're just sucked into the that constant flood of the next best thing, the next best thing, the next best thing. And I got a little caught up in that cycle myself, not going to lie. It was like, holy shit, look at this cornucopia of fucking hot dudes that want to fuck me. At the end of the day, and and just, just, this is, just follow this long diatribe here. At the end of the day, I really couldn't be down with it for more than three or four months before I was just like, Ick, ew, yuck. No, I had to like push away from the table there. Too much. I'm not into it. And most women, I believe, if they're being honest, and it sounds like I believe what your wife is telling you, what your current wife is telling you, and I hope that you do too. This is this is what I want to get at here, is that we just don't care about that. Like we're wired differently. And bringing it back to the monogamy thing here with HK is that I really, really have thought about it. And I'm like, absolutely, I would be monogamous with him. And I'm going to, I'm going to go back and tell him that. I'm, I haven't told him that yet. You know, I wanted to sit down and have another conversation with him. We're going to see each other again soon. I do not need to 
live and die on and defend the ethically non-monogamous hill, as long as there's an equal exchange of passion and sex and all that, okay? That right there. Like, what I love the most about being with a man that I care about and love and that I would marry is that I fucking love him. Like, I want him and he wants me. I will fuck his brains out. I will do his laundry. I will make his meals. I will, like, I, you know, like, wife me the fuck up. I mean, and I don't mean that in a desperate way because clearly I'm not, you know, I mean, I've waited and wait. I'm not desperate to get married. But if I was to do it, it would be something that I would absolutely know, especially now that I'm older. And I've got some experience under my belt. And this is the this is the beauty and the benefit of what your wife has already been through. Okay, she's got a higher body count. But let me just tell you, she's not going to be one of these foolish women who marry someone when they have a low body count and then wonder and then want to get divorced. Because again, I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to throw out a lot of statistics. 70 to 80% of all divorces are initiated by women. Why? Because they think the grass is greener. They might have a good man. They just don't realize they do. Maybe they haven't experienced enough men. And there's something to that. But, you know, because they wonder. And when you're young and in your 20s and you're going to wonder. I, that's why I've said, like, don't get married in your fucking 20s, people. I know that may go against popular belief and the grain. But, like, let's give everybody a little, a reasonable amount of time to figure out what they want. To know themselves. Especially women. Because... We are way more impressionable than men are. Way, 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 way more. I just, I know, again, I love women. I am a woman. I'm a female. But we're way more impressionable than men. Because men don't think about all the stupid, crazy, superficial shit that we think about, worry about, and that creeps into our thoughts and that fucks with our sexuality, that fucks with our image of ourselves, that all of the things that then we take into a relationship that are garbage and that fuck it up. So your spouse has had these experiences. And quite frankly, if she's choosing to go, hey, I've had all of this experience with these dudes, but I'm choosing you, that says something really great about you. And I had to check myself recently where, where I was like, what the fuck? Like, seriously, like, I mean, I really had to like, mm-hmm, like give myself a talking to, <laughs> like reassess and just be like, don't get it twisted, Layla. Like, check yourself here. This isn't about increasing your body count. And when I started this, I said that very plainly. I think in the very first episode, like this is not about volumes and masses. This is about hoping to have quality experiences with good people. And yes, I will be out there experiencing different people, but I want it to be repetitive. Like I don't want one-offs. You know, I've always said that. The problem is my counterparts, men, sometimes they want one-offs. And so for me, if it's a lack of being able to really quickly pinpoint whether or not they want what they're looking for, do you know what I mean? Like I can say it and honestly, men will lie. A lot of men online, they lie, lie, lie which is irritating, but I've gotten better with it over time with being able to very quickly separate the wheat from the chaff. Not that I still don't get snowed every once in a while, of course, but you take, you have to know 
what the pros and cons of what you're doing are and what the risks risk reward balance is. Okay. So your wife, your current wife, trust me, she is not triggered by memories of other guys. She's not missing any of that trauma and bullshit (laughs) that's out there in the single fuck around and find out dating world. Okay. Trust me. It does not replace in any way or it's not superior to, in my opinion, and I believe most females would agree with this, it is not superior to the amazing connection that you can have with one person that you say, we're going to fucking do this. We're going to tackle the world together, you and me, and everybody is in agreement with that. And you know, however you define that, whether it's, you know, you're going to be monogamous or you're going to have a hall pass every once in a while, or you're going to be ethically non-monogamous. If a woman decides to marry you that has a lot of experience sexually, believe me, she is choosing you above all others. She does not want to stay in this world of the lazy Susan of sex, like spin it around the fucking table, you know, whoever it stops on. Okay, you, I'm fucking you, I'm fucking you, I'm fucking you. No, that's not what she wants. And she's been there, done that. Not to say that she, those experiences aren't fun. Those experiences are fun. But for me, you know, throughout these experiences, I've had, there's a huge divide among the men that I would consider marrying. And these other guys that I've just had quote unquote experiences with. Okay. It's, there's no comparison. And I assume it's the same for the guys too, right? It's not just that's, I'm not saying that this is strictly a female thing, but you have enough of these experiences and you get stuff out of it. You get positive stuff, but it also helps guide you to where you really need to be and who you really need to be with. And that's what happened. And she chose you. So I would not even, I would do your best to put this out of your mind and move on from there. And you should have a conversation with her about it. I don't know how much you guys talk about it or anything like that, but uh, yeah, I'm just telling you, like, Women are wired a certain way, and you can turn us into the 304s, (laughs) a term that I just recently discovered. I was, I had to fucking Google it, okay? What's a fucking 304? And that's what this whole episode is about, really. Am I a 304? Did I land in the 304 category and nobody told me, like, holy shit, wait a minute. I don't know if I want to be there. What the fuck happened? But she's picked you. And so, like, right now, where I'm at, and even the conversation I've the conversations I've recently had with Mr. Big, it's like, you know, because he's always telling me, like, he wants me to come back to California and be with him. And I mean, like, marriage. And it's so ironic. Like HK right now is talking about this and Mr. Big. And these are the two guys that were there at the beginning of my dating life, really, which is it's just it's very ironic. It's very full circle. And I've got Mr. Big saying, you can be a hot wife and do whatever you want. Now, he's, both of these guys are older than me, 
One's 11 years older and one is 18 years older. So HK is honestly like he, I know, even though he's, I think he's trying to be okay with non-monogamy. He's not, he's not wired that way. Mr. Big is, it turns him on actually. So, and I, but you know, I also feel that he would be more comfortable with that because I think he might think that that's a better way to keep me. And I'm not sure about that. I just, it's it's a conversation I have to have with him because I've tried to say, recently I've started to tell him, you know, maybe I don't want to do that. What if I don't want to do that? Is this something you want me to do? Is this something that you're going to be disappointed if I don't want to be a hot wife? If I decide I don't want to do that? If I just, if I'm a-okay with you? Because when I love someone, I don't really need anybody else. And it's taken me this seven and a half years, I guess, to kind of realize that. And there've been other guys that I've loved and very, very much. And I think that they would want me to be, we would have to be non-monogamous. And I don't know that I want that kind of pressure because it would have to be a two-way street, right? And certain people, I just don't feel like I'd want to share and some people I could and I would. It's it's a strange thing. It's a very strange thing. But anyway, let me just tell you that I believe you have a great woman and do not fret about this. And I hope you're talking to her about it. And when she tells you, whatever she tells you, believe her. Because if she's had that much experience and she's able to say no, I don't, in fact, actually need that. It's because she knows she doesn't, in fact, actually need that. She's got it out of her system. So I hope you keep me posted. I would love to know what happens. And I'm happy for you that you're in a good marriage. And these are things like, trust me, just let this really like, let this go and enjoy your relationship. Enjoy being married to this amazing woman that that you love. And do not worry about your lack of experience. You guys can do anything you want to spice up your sex life. You guys can, you know, you can do all this stuff together. You can go to sex clubs, you know, and it doesn't mean you have to engage with other people. Go there and just watch. Let people watch you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be interactive. It could just be voyeuristic and exhibitionist. Exhibitionistic? Is that that a word? All right. Okay. I really went longer on this than I thought, but it's just, like I said, I'm kind of blown away, you know, cause I'm, I'm actually, I'm going through it. I, I, I'm with you. I am going through it right now. I'm going through something after seven and a half years, I've hit this weird point where I'm like, oh my God, you know, am I doing the right thing? People are listening to me. They're following me. Like who the fuck am I to give advice? You know, like, I mean, yeah, I'm really doing some reassessing and soul searching and just thinking, and I guess growing up a little bit, like, you know, and on some levels. And, and like I said, as I poke my head up and all of a sudden I'm like, (laughs) I stay out of social media. I think social media is, is awful. It's awful. And do you know something, you guys, I just heard this and I so agree with it. Again, through my YouTube travel, somebody said this. I wish I, I can't remember who it was because I would love to give them the proper credit, but I'll just say it's not me, okay? It's somebody else. And they said that 
Women getting attention on social media is the equivalent of men addicted to porn. And I was just like, oh, ding, 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 ding. Yes. Yes. And it is so true and so fascinating. And thank you to that person that I can't remember for actually putting it so perfectly. This is the problem. And this is why men are getting insecure because women are addicted. Men are, we know that men have a porn problem, okay? We got we got a lot of problems right now going on, people. Men are addicted to porn. They can't get hard. They can't have a like a regular relationship and and regular I I put that in air quotes because you know there's a wide range of regular but I'm just saying like you know they get with a woman and they can't get aroused because it's not this perfectly shot perfect angle woman and women are getting all this attention from men online because they're posting themselves every angle, every fucking filter, every, all these thirst traps. And so that they're getting that, like, that's their dopamine hit. Just these boom, boom, all of this, all of this positive affirmation from strangers and people that don't matter, that they can't actually appreciate it from the person that's closest to them that does matter, whether it's your partner, you know, your husband, your wife, your, what? well, I'm talking about women, right? But yeah, women, women have wives all that stuff. And it's funky and it's weird. And I've been watching this slowly happen and slowly progress. And like I said, I am seven and a half years into this. Now think about this, guys. So seven years ago, the landscape was different. It was not this thirsty. It wasn't this obnoxious. Men weren't so fucking desperate and acting that way. And I'm not saying all men are, but I'm saying like, some, you know, they've gotten conditioned and these are good men, you know, great men, like sexy men, just to be, to get your attention. Like they got to have their dick pic in your inbox or they got to DM you and slide into your dims with a, with a fucking dick pic and say the stupidest shit and act like a moron because they're competing for women's attention and where their, their value scale is. How much do you like me? I'm going to put my filter on. I'm going to put my body, my hoo-ha, my cha-cha, my ass, my tits, everything on display for you, random people, nameless, faceless people, and give me some attention. Well, this is what's going on. And so I've sort of pup. <laughs> I landed in the middle of this fucking shitstorm of... Weird ass debauchery, I guess. I mean, I don't know who else, what else to call it. And and I have been, I've been like asking myself, like, what is going on? Like, it seems like things are changing and they have. Thank you, YouTube, for like very quickly that algorithm like puts together all these quick little videos I can watch. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm assessing this. I can see what's going on. It's fucked up. Shit is fucked up. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. 
One out of three marriages is sexless. The divorce rate is 54%. And of that group, there's an additional 20% who stay together for just the kids. And your satisfaction, and then, and then people's satisfaction is going down based on your body count and women who have a higher body count can't pair bond and all this. Like it's, it's weird. There's weird stuff going on. We're in a weird time, you guys. And so what I want to say about that is let's all put the brakes on and use some fucking common sense. Okay. Stop getting married in your twenties. I'm sorry. That's not going to be popular, but I believe if you have a, you want to have a better chance of finding the right person and matching up, don't go marrying, get, I mean, children, children, early twenties, your children, your frontal lobes aren't even developed. I know, again, I know this is unpopular, but I'm hoping that people realize I'm not saying this from, because I want to be judgy. I'm saying this because I've lived some, I've lived a life and from time to time, I, I get these like comments, like you change your, what do they say? Like you change your position or you change your mind or, oh, you contradict yourself. That's what it is. You contradict yourself. You contradict yourself over the duration of this podcast. I'm like, uh, I fucking hope so. For God's sakes, I'm getting older. I have more experience. I'm more mature. I fucking hope I do. I am here to learn. I am here to throw myself in the trenches, do all this crazy shit because I know myself and I can handle the goddamn consequences like many of you snowflakes who just fucking want to shrink up and fall into the corner. And I'm allowing, you know, everybody to, to follow along and you can judge it if you want. You absolutely can. That is your right to formulate an opinion. I don't mind one bit, but just know that if come and talk to me in seven and a half years after you've documented everything about your interpersonal relationships, your sex life, and when you have that much, you know, you've got 400 something episodes, you know, <laughs> and come and tell me you haven't changed and grown and realized things and learned. I mean, that was really the whole fucking point of this. And so thank God my opinion is different and has changed. Some things have changed and some things have stayed the same. Okay. And so I, I like the fact that I'm living proof of that. And if you, you want to vilify me for that, you can fuck right the hell off. I mean, and I, I said that with a smile on my face, you know, like my dad said, you can say anything you want with a smile on your face. Fuck the hell off. Smile. <laughs> Come on. Like we're here to learn and experience stuff. And hopefully through that, we align, that helps us align and pick better partners. And I don't believe you can reasonably do that when you're 20 through 25. Sorry, sorry, just saying. I mean, there's just no way. Like you have not lived enough life. You need to have a long engagement. How about that? Have a long engagement. Everyone's like, well, I want to have kids. And Oh, no, you don't. You do not want to, f- don't, don't, don't bring kids into this you know, 54% divorce rate. And do you know what? I think I said this earlier. I don't know. 70 to 80% of that, apparently, I haven't totally cross-checked all of these stats. 70 to 80% of that is initiated by women. And again, I believe that is because we need more time 
let everybody fail miserably. Uh, Fail forward. How about that? Let everybody fail forward and figure out what they want and need. And I feel like I've always done that and always been open to that. And that probably started with my business goals and aspirations. I was just like, I will fail my way to success. And I have, and that's the thing. I have no fear about failing. If it's a bad idea, I probably want to do it. (laughs) Because that's how you learn. I'm like, I can't swim. I will jump in the deep end. I will learn to swim on my way down. I'll rely on my brilliant personality and there'll be people around me that want to help. Like I have faith in myself and my ability to maneuver and handle tough, hard situations and also learn a quick lesson. And a lot of people take themselves so fucking seriously and they're not willing to learn and they're not willing to be humble and graceful about the fact that you're going to fucking take it in the teeth, in the gut, And, you know, it's that, what is that saying? It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. And sort of bring this all around sort of the title of this episode is this 304 term. I started seeing this 304 term. I started watching these YouTube things. It's like, these 304 girls, these blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck are 304? (laughs) Time has passed me. I have been laughed. There's a whole nother generation. I'm like, I got to get with the program. I got to get on board. I got to know what's going on. The 304, okay, apparently, as I've Googled it, it's a term to refer to a promiscuous woman or a sex worker. Had I have known this term was coming, I may have called this the 304 podcast or curiously 304. I mean, I don't know. Do I consider myself a promiscuous woman or a sex worker? You know, I really thought about that. I don't know. I guess I don't, but maybe some people would, and that's okay. When I had Y.O. Lee on my podcast, and she asked me, what do I consider, what's a sex worker? What's my definition of a sex worker? And did I consider myself a sex worker? And I was like, well, shit. I don't know. I have a private podcast. I don't, I trade, you know, like pictures for money. The one thing I do do is I'll have my cover art for each album be a picture of a sexy picture of myself, but I don't do it public facing, but the private podcast is monetized. It's just a little bonus thing that I do. I don't show my, up my, you know, cha-cha and like, look at my ovaries. I say cha-cha, my vagina. If it's a super sexy picture, I'll put little, I cover up the nips and the slit, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm strategic about it. I want it to be a nice, exciting picture, but I'm not willing to show, go all the way, I guess, if you want to say it. Like, and then I take that to the extreme. And I, as again, as I was on YouTube, I feel like maybe that, maybe this episode title should not be something about 304. It should be like, YouTube is my fucking guru or my. I don't know. It's where I get all my information. Then I was watching this one show where there was all these OnlyFans girls and they were like 19, 20, 23. I was, I'll be honest, I was absolutely flabbergasted. And 
That's the only word I can think of. And I doubt these girls even know what that word fucking means. These were some of the most uneducated, unself-aware, immature women I could ever actually think of. And I just thought to myself, this is why I'm not public facing. This is exactly why somebody should have told these women, okay, if you're going to do this, like, don't fucking show your face. Give yourself some plausible deniability. And the fact that, you know, like these women are just out there like, oh, you know, like trying to find people to collaborate with, come and fuck me so that I can monetize this. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but it, it really brought up, it was shocking. It was shocking to watch and how, how against men they were and how they're talking about men being simps and they're talking about men being just stupid and pay me this money. And that's all like, they couldn't formulate a reasonable, well thought out, articulate sentence or thought. And as I'm moving along and doing this, and right now, two of the guys that I continue to see, you know, they're in their mid thirties and they're, they're complaining about this. I mean, they're, they're talking about, I can tell, like, I'm a little older than them. And so (laughs) I'm always blown away. I'm like, I don't understand why you're interested in me. Yes, I understand that I am physically appealing, but I in no way believe that I'm more beautiful than a 22-year-old or a 25-year-old. Like, that's when you're very beautiful. I think the 30s is fucking hot and like you come into your, I think women in their 30s are honestly, I think like that's when are our most beautiful from my point of view. However, I understand the draw of a young, young, just young beauty and how sexy that is and all that. But these ladies, and I feel like, you know, they were probably curated to, in, in the defense of younger women. I'm not saying all women are like this. no. I God, I hope not. But I do think going back to what I was saying about this, this women, this whole generation of women who, you know, we always talk about men being addicted to porn. The counterbalance to that is there's this whole generation of women who are just addicted to the social media positive, you know, the the likes and the thirst traps that they're putting out there and all of that. And that I can't fucking relate to it. I cannot fucking relate to it. And I, I feel like women don't understand the supply and demand versus scarcity business model. Like men want, they don't want a woman that everybody can have. And they also, in the back of their minds, don't want a wife that they have to be worried about that is open for business, that she's posting the thirst trap still on her Instagram, you know, I mean, like this whole weird, it's weird, you guys, it's fucking weird. I mean, think about it, literally think about it. And we don't have to go back that far. And I'm going to try to be preachy. I'm just, I just want to, I'm not drawing conclusions. I just want to actually talk about it because this shit has been like brewing in me and coming up. This episode is a bunch of word vomit. Yes, I understand that, but I needed to get this out. I had to get this off my chest. I'm like, God dang, I've been going through something. (laughs) I've been going through a weird time since about, like I said, April. And I'm like, whoa, 
I'm just finally like poking my head up and going, oh, geez, the, 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 the landscape has changed. It has really, really changed. And I feel bad for guys. I really do. <laughs> Men, let me just tell you something right now. I love you. Okay. You're fucking fabulous. Like there's nothing hotter to me than masculinity. And I do want to pat myself on the back a little bit before I really realize, poke my head up and realize how fucking bad it was. I was saying a long, long time ago, like, I can't get behind this bullshit, this toxic masculinity. Like even that term just fucking turned my stomach. I'm like, what? What? No, no. Men aren't toxically masculine. And there's a yin and a yang. And when you swing the pendulum one way and it goes so extreme, you have to take a look at what got you there, who got you there, and how to course correct. I don't have the answers to that. I'm just willing to see it, acknowledge it, and say it's a problem and it's concerning. And these I've never been, I have not made any bones about it by saying, I don't think OnlyFans is a good thing for women. I don't see it. I don't believe in it. I've had OnlyFans contact me personally many times, like, oh, bring, you know, trying to convince me like to come on their platform. In the very beginning, I set up an OnlyFans account. I have a that was set up years ago. I set up a TikTok years ago, never posted anything to that either. It's just like, I wanted to secure the name, right? But I waited. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is the thing that when you're a little bit older <laughs> and you have some experience and you think like a business person, you're like, let me see. I want to secure the name, yes. But will I post anything? Will I ever like move on it or capitalize on it? No. Have I, you know, and have I ever? No, right? Because I've been able to see like, and I wouldn't have posted nudie shit on OnlyFans. Just, I'm sorry. I know like the, I get I get a lot of guys saying, oh, please, if you could just, no, no. Eh, it's not going to happen. I'm seven years into it. It is not going to happen. You know why? Because there's parts of me that are reserved only for someone I love. And whoever I end up with has to know that. And to go back to this first person's voicemail, like, I don't want there to be any doubt. I don't want my partner wondering, worrying, second guessing. And trust me, whoever that is, he will not. Because I do believe in marriage. I believe in making that man your fucking king and you are his queen. You have different strengths and weaknesses. I do not mind being submissive to a man. See, people don't like that word, submissive, submissive. They think that's weak or you're, eh, you know, girl, you can't make your money and blah, blah. Fuck no, 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 no. Get over it. Ladies, get your head out of your asses. Stop watching these young chicks who don't have two fucking brain cells to rub together. Okay. No, that is not what it's about. It is about you and somebody else who compliment you partnering up and fucking taking on the world together. And that doesn't actually have anything to do with what they make. All of this, like, I got to have a high value, man. <sighs> Why don't you just be high value to a man? 
and see what that gets you. Like, why don't you focus on that? Because men need women who actually give a shit about them, who actually want to take on the world side by side with them. Whatever you agree to in the bedroom, outside of the bedroom, that's between the two of you. Like I said, you can be ethically non-monogamous. You can be monogamous. You can have hall passes, whatever the fuck. But the two of you need to be like rock solid on the same page together. And that is what makes it hot. And you should want to do when your feet hit the floor every day, if you don't want to know how you can make that person's life better, then you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you're not with the right person. Sorry if it sounds preachy, but it's the motherfucking truth. I can see myself. There's, I know if I'm with a man and I want to do his laundry and I'm not a fucking simple bitch, okay? Like, I can hire someone to do his goddamn laundry. I would consider it, I like it. You know why? Because that is my, if I can do his laundry, if I can make him a meal, if I can surprise him during the day, whether it's being like sending him a slutty picture, whether it's like, if I know he's stressed, I'm not adding to that stress. Because when you pour into your, a man that way, what you get back out is tenfold. I get, it's, this is what I feel like these women that are on there bashing men, you know, that I was watching on YouTube going, what the hell's happening? Like, they don't know. They have no goddamn idea. And where are their fucking dads and where are their mothers? Like, seriously, if you didn't have that good example and you nobody told you, let me tell you right now, that is how it is. And again, and I'll go one step further. You can have a same-sex partnership. You still have to have that polarity. You still have to have that balance. There is one leader in your relationship, okay? I want it to be the man. And I'm not a stupid person. I am extremely self-sufficient, accomplished, successful from the business standpoint, dollars and cents, yes. Like, I've done it, put the numbers up on the board, been there, done that, got the fucking trophy. I don't care about that shit. I want a man to face the world with. I don't want to alienate men. I want to respect them. And it won't matter when I pick somebody and I decide to lock it up. It's not going to matter what he makes. Although, yes, do I appreciate a man who makes a good income? Of course I do. But it wouldn't be my deciding factor. It is important that somebody's ambitious. It's important that somebody wants to do well, but co-creating stuff together is so exciting. You know, I I mean, let's face it, like HK and Mr. Big are very accomplished. I, of my own accord, am very accomplished. You know, I look at, sometimes I look at like, okay, I know what I bring to the table to them. It's not tackling the world financially together. But having done that, it's exciting, right? So I would, (laughs) that's why I say the money, like the money part isn't as important. It's nice. And I'm not going to ever lie about that. But it's ladies, there's something so much more. There's something beyond that. 
And if you find someone that you can build a life with together, that's exciting. Really is. So there you go. Just putting it all out there. If you find someone and you know, like at their core, it's a good guy and he wants to take on the world with you, fucking do it. And if you have that guy and you felt like maybe you need to nitpick him, stop. Appreciate what you have. Just appreciate what you have. And maybe if you don't, go fucking watch some YouTube. (laughs) YouTube set me straight. It really like, I was like, whoa, (laughs) I've been feeling this shit. But it it really did. It's kind of crazy. But it did. It helped me refocus, recenter and reprioritize. Like, yeah, I'm like, you know what, HK, listen, you want you want non-monogamy or you want, you want monogamy, I'll fucking give it to you. I really do not care. Like it's not, I don't have to, that's not a hill I need to live and die on to risk losing somebody really amazing. And like I said, there's three men that I've loved in my life and really, truly loved. I mean, just crazy beyond compare and they're all different. And, you know, I'm lucky that two of them are still around, (laughs) ironically, right? And honestly, of any of those three, I would, yeah, I would say, fuck yes. And there's discrepancies in income levels among the three. I don't care. I don't fucking care because I know what's important to me. And this is why, just to kind of wrap it all up and bring it back around, we have to be very careful about, as women, I want to talk to women right now, we need to be very careful about the decisions that we make. And as the pendulum is swinging, like I said, it swings so far one way, we've got all these, you know, independent women, blah, 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 which is great, except when you take it too far, now we have the, you know, now you get a term like a 304, you know, a promiscuous woman or a sex worker. And and OnlyFans girls, and nobody wants to marry OnlyFans girls, or you're going to have that with you forever. And just think about what you're doing. Take the time to explore and have fun with your sexuality, whether it's solo or with a partner. Figure out who you are or continue to grow together, you know, with it. But you also need to be aware of the potential pitfalls and downfalls and choose wisely and stop thinking that the grass is greener. And I can tell you, it's mostly littered with fucktards, just complete and utter danglings who, again, you know, you've heard me complain about this so many times, men who weren't raised right. That's why I say you weren't raised right. Like, who the fuck raised you? Like, what is happening? It's an epidemic. It's an epidemic. And so I feel for young people. I feel for people in their 20s. It's tough. But hopefully you can, there's a way to be a little reckless, be responsible, understand where you're going, know when to reel it in, and not miss out on these good men that are out there. And I meet a lot of them. They're not all for me, but I talk to so many guys who are just perplexed right now with women and what the fuck they want. And 
they don't know what to do. And I really feel like we kind of got to be a modern woman with some conservative traditional roots. There we go. All right, guys. I know this was a big ranty episode. I haven't done one like this in a long time. I feel like I did more of this when I was first starting out. I'd like to continue to do it. Honestly, I don't want to feel like I need to be, I have to censor what I say. And like I said, people are going to say, you contradict yourself and blah, blah. Yeah, I probably do. And I hope I do. I hope that uh, I can't, I hope that after seven and a half years, I've learned a fucking thing or two for God's sakes. I mean, otherwise, like, if not, I am, I would be embarrassed for myself if I haven't changed my opinion and point of view on things from time to time after having all these experiences, then I'm not smart. Then I'm just dumb as a box of rocks and you shouldn't listen to me. If you want to listen to somebody that wants to put it out there, it's willing to let people judge them anonymously, you know, the keyboard warriors and all that stuff. Like, I don't mind it. I really don't because it doesn't, it doesn't bother me that much, but I have to say something a little bit, a little bit about it. It's like, if you think you're going to stay stagnant, then take yourself off the market because you're not going to be good to anybody and let alone yourself first, first and foremost. All right, there we go. That's enough about that, guys. I just had to get this. I was, I was debating. I had to get this preachy episode out. I'm sorry. I just had to. It has been weighing on me. It is on my chest. It is, it's in my heart. I had to say it. I'm glad I did. And Next Tuesday will be, I'll tease it out here. Next Tuesday is going to be about like my uh, last romp there with Golden Retriever, which was fucking hot. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Talk about a wet pussy experience. Talk about like wet spots all over that guy's bed. Woo. All right. That's all I'm going to say. I'll leave it at that. Next Tuesday, I'm going to get into it. All of it. Every juicy wet detail. All right, everyone, there you go. I love you so much. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. I would love to know what you thought about this ranty episode. I welcome all your input, even if it's contradictory, does not matter. You can approach me with anything you want as long as you're polite and you're, you know, I will answer all of them. So easy way to send me uh, contact or get in touch with me, voicemail. Go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. Click on the pink tab on the right-hand side. You have five minutes. Let it rip. I get it back to everybody. I really love connecting with you. I love having these deeper, more personal one-on-one conversations. I'm willing to have them with you. You can ask me anything. M did. Look, and I damn near did a whole episode around him. All right, guys. Love you. Stay safe. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.